Welcome to the sermon webcast of Good News Lutheran Church of Mount Horeb, Wisconsin. The following sermon was preached on Sunday, May 20th, 2018, on the basis of verses from John 15 and 16. As we grow up, there are moments in our lives when we find out that certain things that we had just kind of always assumed about how the world works are actually way off. For example, that moment when you find out that a flea market is not a place where fleas are being sold. That moment you find out that when someone is fired from their job, that that process doesn't actually involve a flame or any matches. That moment when you find out that no matter how deep you dig that hole in the sandbox at school, you're not eventually going to get to China. And that moment when you find out that reindeer, believe it or not, are are actually real animals. And the thing about those moments is that once they occur, we, we never really need to repeat them after that. And once we find those things out, it's not like we're going to forget them. It's not like we're going to lose track of them if we don't regularly go back and, and study those things again. Once you learn those very basic things about how the world works, it's sort of impossible that you would ever unlearn them. And I've got to be honest with you, I, I kind of wish that that's how it worked with God. That once you learned certain basic ideas about God, it was impossible for a person to unlearn them. If it did work that way, it would certainly make my job a whole lot easier. And if it did work that way, it would make this day a little bit different. If it did work that day, then then this day would be all about celebration. Two long years of study. 60-plus classes that we met, homework besides, memory work, quizzes, tests, written assignments. A lot of work has gone into this day, but now, now it's all done. Now we can say mission accomplished. We can check off learning about God from our to-do list if, if this would be how it worked. If this is how it worked, we could say mission accomplished, class dismissed. Part of me wishes that it did work that way, but I know that it doesn't. Sure, there's plenty of reason to celebrate and be thankful today, but Jesus has a message that's very important that he also wants us to hear. And it's a message that is geared not just toward three young men who are getting confirmed today. It's really a message that is for all of us. For some of you in the room, You maybe went through something similar to what they did, that when you were a little bit younger, you had this period of intensive study that that wrapped up with confirmation in church. For some of you, you might say that, that most of what you learned about God, most of what you know about God has come much more recently and much later in life. For others of you, maybe you would consider yourself still to be figuring it all out, that you have way more questions than you have answers. But regardless of what you've learned, And when you've learned it, Jesus' message is never going to be, congratulations, mission accomplished, class dismissed. No, instead, as we look at his words from John, it is very clear that Jesus wants us to know that school is still in session. Now, how do I know that this is how it works? Well, consider the fact that as Jesus spoke these words, he had just wrapped up spending not just two years, but three solid years with his closest group of disciples. 
And this wasn't just a situation where one hour a week they would go and meet with Jesus for class and then they'd go home with a little bit of homework. No, they had left their lives behind to follow Jesus. 24 hours a day, seven days a week, they were with Jesus. This was an intensive period of study. And yet as that period of discipleship wraps up and Jesus prepares to go back into heaven, Jesus doesn't say, okay, you're done. I've told you everything I can tell you. Mission accomplished, class dismissed. Instead, he says this. Now I am going to him who sent me. Very truly, I tell you, it is for your good that I am going away. Unless I go away, the advocate will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. The key word that we need to understand in Jesus' words there is that word advocate. An advocate is a representative, someone who stands at someone's side and speaks on their behalf. While Jesus was here on earth, he was God's advocate to the world. But now Jesus is saying, now that he's going back up into heaven, there's going to be another advocate, namely the Holy Spirit. So Jesus is saying to his disciples, for the past three years, I have been your teacher. I've told you lots of things about God, but now I'm going back to heaven. And it's not mission accomplished, class dismissed. No, I'm going to send another teacher. From now on, the Holy Spirit is going to be your teacher. In fact, from now until the end of time, it is the Holy Spirit's responsibility to teach mankind the truth about God. And in fact, we know that that very shortly after making that promise, as you heard in that reading from Acts chapter 2, Jesus kept that promise. He sent the Holy Spirit on the day we celebrate today, the day we call Pentecost. I think it's okay for us to admit that, at least in a certain sense, that kind of sounds like bad news. Like I said before, there's a part of me that wishes that it didn't work this way. It would certainly make my job easier. It would make your lives easier. It would certainly make things easier for these three young men. It would be great if we could all just sort of go through this this ritual, this rite of passage, so to speak, where we spend a certain amount of our our time, certain years of our lives, learning all about God, and then, then we do this confirmation thing, and then once we know everything that we need to know about God, we can kind of just just put that behind us and be done. Be done with it. It would be nice if it worked this way, because then from that point forward, our faith would never be an inconvenience. Our faith would never require sacrifice. If it worked this way, we could just live our lives however we want. We could fill up our schedules and our calendars with every activity under the sun. And then, and then sure, I suppose if, if we can find an hour to be in church on Sunday morning, it's probably a good thing. If we can find time to actually open our Bibles and read them in our homes, read them with our families, well, well let's be honest, we probably deserve some sort of extra credit if we were doing that. But if not, that's okay too. After all, we we know all those things already, right? We learned all those things when we were sitting where these young men were sitting. If, If it did, in fact, work that way, then this day could be all about celebration instead of what it is also about. A very solemn and serious commitment that you are going to hear these young men make in just a couple of minutes. A commitment to be in God's house and to be in God's word for the rest of their lives. A commitment that I I know many of you have made as well. It would be nice if it worked that way, but it doesn't. And Jesus also wants us to know that there's a very important reason why it doesn't. 
See, when it comes to our relationship with God, our biggest problem is not that we have sort of these silly misconceptions about God, that once we learn the truth, it is impossible for us to then go back and unlearn it. I suppose there are certain things about our faith that are like that. For example, during our study of God's word, we talked about how the way that everything got here is that God created everything out of nothing in six regular, ordinary days. We learned that God has a very specific design, a very specific plan for marriage and for the family. We learned that in this meal that we call Holy Communion, Jesus gives us his body and blood together with the bread and the wine. You know those things. I suppose at some point you could question those things, you could doubt those things. People who disagree could certainly challenge those things, but it's not like you're accidentally going to forget those things if you don't go back and review your class notes. But notice that when Jesus talks about the Holy Spirit being our teacher, those aren't the kinds of things that he talks about the Holy Spirit teaching us. See, our big problem in our relationship with God is not that we have these misconceptions that we mistakenly believe and just need to be corrected on. No, we have misconceptions about God that deep, deep down we want to believe, that we don't want to let go of. In fact, for the rest of our lives, that part of us will not want to let go of. And so what we need is a teacher who each and every day will convince us that we are wrong about those misconceptions. And that's exactly how Jesus describes the work of the Holy Spirit as our teacher. He says that the Holy Spirit will prove the world to be in the wrong about sin and righteousness and judgment. You and I need a teacher who each and every day stands in front of his students and says, wrong, 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 wrong. And notice how Jesus mentions three specific things. Sin, righteousness, and judgment. Three things that everyone knows, whether religious or not, everyone knows are a problem in our world, and everyone is seeking a solution for. Whether people like to use the word sin or not, everyone knows that the world has problems. Everyone knows that the world is a broken place and that we are broken people. Left to ourselves, the best idea that we could possibly come up with for how to solve that problem of sin is to somehow try and figure out how to excuse it or minimize it. Whatever we did wasn't really that bad. It didn't, didn't hurt anyone. Whatever we did, we, we had a reason for it. We can justify it in our own minds. We know we're not perfect, but at least we're out here trying our best and doing better than other people are. It's the Holy Spirit's job to come along and say, if that's your idea about sin... You're wrong. Or what about righteousness? The sense of, of value and worth that all of us are looking for. A reason to look ourselves in the mirror and find solid reason to be delighted in what we see rather than disgusted. Left to ourselves, our best idea would be to try and look for that value and worth in ourselves. In the completely unique person that we are, in our achievements, in our accomplishments. We might learn to seek it in, in figuring out ways to shower ourselves or have other people shower us with constant praise and adoration and affirmation. And it's the Holy Spirit's job to come along and say, if that's your idea about righteousness, you're wrong. Finally, Jesus mentions judgment. 
All of us believe in the idea that good is going to be rewarded and evil is going to be punished. But left to ourselves, we, we kind of figure that, that we ought to be able to see the way that that is being carried out in the world. So how do you know where God's judgment is occurring? Well, who lives in the big fancy house in the nice neighborhood and who's in the rundown apartment in the bad side of town? Who's constantly getting promoted at work and who's constantly getting fired? Again, not with matches or a flame. Who's the picture of health and beauty? Who's constantly going in for one surgery after another? Clearly that's how good is being rewarded and evil is being punished. And the Holy Spirit's job is to come along and say, no, you're wrong. See, the reality is that every single instinct that we have about God and certainly about those three specific things is completely misguided. So we need the Holy Spirit to be our teacher. We need a faith that is truly top down. We need the Holy Spirit to come and teach us truths about God. And in each and every case, we are going to find out that the truth about God is far better than we ever could have imagined. Why spend time arguing about whose sin is the worst or whose sin isn't so bad when, when Jesus is the Savior from sin? Jesus is the life raft that gets us out of the ocean that we are drowning in. So why spend time bickering about why we're drowning or who's drowning the fastest? Just look at the life raft and grab on for dear life. Why spend time looking for praise and adoration from other people? Why look for a, value, a sense of value and worth in ourselves? Why, why try and perfect the art of affirming self-talk when God has already given us his full and complete approval in Christ Jesus? There is not anything that anyone could say about you that is better than what God in heaven has already said about you. He could not be more pleased. He could not be more proud as he looks at you in Christ Jesus. As we think about judgment, we think we ought to be able to see the way that good is being rewarded and evil punished. But, but Jesus has already proven in his own life that the standards of judgment that the world uses are completely upside down. Jesus' life is proof that poverty is wealth, that weakness is strength, that humility is greatness, and that suffering is glory. Do you see the common thread? From now until the end of time, Jesus has sent the Holy Spirit to be our teacher. And the Holy Spirit has just one subject. Only one. All day, every day, day in and day out, there is just one subject in the school of the Holy Spirit, and it is Jesus. And by continually pointing us to Jesus, the Holy Spirit shows us that the truth about God is far better than we could have ever possibly imagined. So, brothers and sisters in Christ, and especially you confirmands, I'm going to wrap up today with what might sound like a little bit of a lecture. It might sound like the kind of thing that strict and grouchy teacher that we've all had at some point in our lives might say, but I can assure you it's not. Really, it's just the natural and inevitable result of the promises that God, that Jesus makes in these verses. And that's really all these verses are, a string of promises that Jesus makes to us. I will send you 
the Holy Spirit to be your teacher. He will convince you that your natural assumptions about God are wrong. He will point you to Jesus to show you that the truth about God is better than you could have ever imagined. School is still in session. And if that's the case, then here's all I can say to you. Get your rear end to class. The last thing you would ever want to be that, that you would ever want to do is be absent. Try not to be tardy, but if you are, we'll still let you in the room and you can kind of sit quietly in the back. But by all means, don't be absent. From now until the end of time, whenever Christians are gathered around word and sacrament, the Holy Spirit is going to be there. Whenever Christians are opening their Bibles and reading them in their homes, the Holy Spirit will be there. He will be there to give you the top-down faith that you need. He will be there to teach you truths about God that are better than you could ever imagine. And so the best and most important thing you can do for yourself is be there too. Amen. Thank you for listening. For more information about Good News Lutheran Church, visit www.goodnewslc.org.